Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Now, I am super excited because I haven't spoken to this man in a couple of weeks now. It's David Jorgensen from Inside Soap Magazine. Hello, David. Hello there, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Super, super, very, super very excited. Tired. Oh, I'm wow. very, very tired. Inside Soap Awards happened this week. They happened on Monday. It's been a very, very busy week before, during and after. I'm very, very tired now. I'm glad we've got to Friday. Oh, do you know something? It looked like amazing fun, though. It was good fun. Yes, we were in, in near Leicester Square here in central London. And uh, yeah, we had a really good night in the end. It was absolutely fantastic. Loads of winners, loads of people turned up. Uh, yeah, loads of fun. And yeah, it, we had such a good time. Do you know, I'm super jealous. Obviously, you know, I, I was going to come down for the Soap Awards, but, uh, you know, I, I couldn't. You weren't invited. <laughs> Anyway, we'll uh, gloss over that. Uh, it's great to have you here. Did you miss me last week? Yeah, we had. I had. I had a lovely chat with the people filling in for you. We, we had a. We had a great time. Not sure they knew too much about the soaps, but never mind. <laughs> I think I educated them. I'm sure they've been watching ever since. Absolutely, David. Well, do you know if they're human at all? They will have been watching the soaps and speaking to you. But uh, listen, let's crack on with the soaps because tons and tons is happening. Uh, it's been happening this week. Um, we have to start off with Emmerdale, as we always do. And I am just gobsmacked because obviously it was last week, but I didn't speak to you last week. Holly's dead. This is it. Yes, we spoke briefly about this last week. First of all, congratulations to Emmerdale, of course. Best soap yet again at the Inside Soap Awards and fully deserved as well. Really is one of the best soaps on TV right now, one of the best shows on TV right now. And yeah, um, Holly, they never told anybody about this at all. We had no idea what was going on. I'd actually not seen the episodes that night. And then I got a text from one of my colleagues here saying, I need to watch Emmerdale immediately. And it was fantastic. Um. Holly obviously battling with addiction for a long time and she went off to London, came back and we thought she'd overcome her drugs but she clearly hadn't and things were really looking up for the poor girl she was in a relationship with Jay which actually for her was a quite a good thing for most people it wouldn't be but for her it was and and they were planning a, a trip to Paris together and, and then obviously the next day um, uh, Holly went to a wedding and then uh, Moira tried to get her out of bed the next day and found her dead and it was really heartbreaking Natalie J. Robb legendary Scottish actress of course absolutely amazing as Moira her mum tr- um, trying to cope with everything that happened and it was, it was so heartbreaking but absolutely fantastic as well it really was a fabulous episode and and you know i'm sorry to see holly go actually because i was enjoying the fact that she was kind of picking up her life and getting on with it now and but then it is so you know there's no such thing as a happy ending for for that long well, we knew she was going. This is the thing. They had, they, they, Emmerdale hadn't hidden the fact that uh, uh, Sophie Powell, who plays her, was only there for a short time. Sophie, the actress, had been off travelling around Southeast Asia for a while and came back and, and, and did her bit in Emmerdale. And, uh, and, they, and they made it quite clear that she was not full-time anymore and that she was going to be leaving again. But the way that she left it took everyone by surprise because nobody was expecting it at all. So, of course, the aftermath has has just been awful for Moira. It really has. I mean, she's absolutely devastated and heartbroken and and kind of, you know, doesn't obviously know kind of where to turn to now because Kane is, uh, you know, shacked up with with charity. And now they're thinking of going off to to France to be with Debbie. This isn't going to happen. What's going to happen? Something has to happen. 
my lips are sealed on this one. <laughs> but you know when I do the whole thing about you make sure you watch what's coming up in the future, then I think this is going to be quite an interesting storyline. That's all I can say. It's a shame, really, because, you know, I kind of do want uh, Kane and Moria to get back together. I know Kane and Charity together are, you know, a real kind of evil duo and, and fabulous to watch. But there's something I, I quite liked, sort of the taming of Kane. Yes, I think we all like that, but we all like to see the bad side of Kane as well. I mean, Kane and Charity together are really good fun, I have to say. And I, I, I quite enjoy watching them and everything that they get up to. And they are a really well-matched couple. But as you said, we also love Moira and we, love, we want Moira to get that, even if it's a brief, happy ending. And she did tr almost find that with Kane. But I think what we've seen now is that Kane, Moira rather could probably do a lot better than Kane and uh, and I hope that she does find it eventually but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon oh, I'm sure she will but uh, yeah listen we'll move on to uh, other things happening in Emmerdale and uh, we saw last night that Kerry uh, went for a termination and Dan caught her Yes, this is the big story now. Poor Carrie. I do feel sorry for Carrie, actually. Uh, she she fell for Ross. Who wouldn't fall for Ross? Uh, even though Ross is Ross. And uh, and she landed herself in a right predicament because uh, she found out that uh, she was pregnant and went off to the clinic. And what happens, of course, both Dan and Ross realise what's going on and confront her. I mean... Uh, you know, how does she get out of this situation? I mean, what is she going to do? Obviously, the whole stuff with Dan and Nicola really kind of pushed her over to the edge. And I think, given what Kerry used to be like when we first met her, she could easily have gone right off the rails and gone on back on to the drink and, and uh, eating sugar. She's a diabetic, of course, eating sugar and doing things like that. But she hasn't. What she's done is <laughs> she ended up having one night of passion in, in the back of uh, Ross Spartan's taxi. And that's probably actually a step up for Gary's, to be honest with you. So I do feel quite sorry for her at this stage now and I hope she sorts herself out. But I, I actually think Kerry is a bit better than both of those men, frankly. So I, I, I quite like a just like Moira I'd quite like to see Kerry get a decent fella as well well this is the thing I mean you know she she was a bit of a a bad one, but she has told Dan now and Dan is obviously you know in a bit of a strop do you think they will split up I've got a feeling it might happen. Yeah, I've got I've got a feeling that Dan is not going to take this one well at all, and uh, and and he's uh, he does you know he's if you look at Dan, Dan's had a lot of uh, kind of interesting uh, emotional things going on in his life. Of course, not least his wife uh, leaving him for another woman. Now they all become great friends, of course, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know how much more heartache can Dan take? While we've met him in the village, of course, he he did get married to Charity sorry to chastity to Chaz for about five minutes before she dumped him at the altar and, and and walked off and they had to get the marriage annulled so he's had plenty of heartache in his life and I'm not sure how he's going to react when uh, when the true story of everything that happened with Kerry comes out but having said that he did start off by getting a bit too close to Nicola Yep, it's all your fault, Dan. It's all your fault. Okay, let's move on to Coronation Street. And uh, David is just losing the plot now, isn't he? He really is. He really is. He wants his revenge against uh, Clayton and Macca, and I don't blame him at all. Uh, he's, he's seen his entire life turned upside down by everything that happened, and it really did start off with the... Uh, 
uh, with Callum coming into their lives after Kylie got addicted to Max's painkillers. This story's been going on for so long now. People were going on about Lucy Beale and EastEnders going on for some time. This one, I think this is approaching longer at this stage now. And, and we've had lots of ups and downs and most definitely downs at the moment with, uh, with, with David. And uh, yeah, we've got a court case coming up probably very soon. And uh, what on earth is David going to do next? Well, this is the thing. I mean, he's now been arrested uh, for putting up posters of, of the chap that, that actually did murder his wife. And uh, he's also been accused of, of beating up. Is it the brother? Yeah. And we don't blame him. Absolutely do not blame him. We were all firmly on David's side on this one. I think a lot of us, if we're in that situation, will probably contemplate doing the same. And uh, But the problem is, it's one man against many, many others down at that pub, the dog and gun. And uh, what is going to happen to David? I do fear for his safety. Yeah, well, listen, uh, do you know who else's safety I fear for? Although she needs a good Glasgow kiss. Do you know what a Glasgow kiss is? I do know what a Glasgow kiss is. A Glasgow kiss. Is move, a... move swiftly on, Jill. <laughs> it's a severe headbutting. Uh, Irene, honestly, I want to give her a Glasgow kiss. She is the most stupid woman uh, on soap. Tonight, she's going to confront Phelan. And I'm, I'm not entirely convinced that Eileen is going to get some answers that she wants. And, uh, yeah, Phelan is really running rings around her now. Who on earth is going to stop this nonsense? I don't know. I think this is going to go on for quite some time yet. I actually met Phelan on Monday night. We won our Best Bad Boy Award at the at the awards. And uh, he's, he, he couldn't be more different in real life, actually. Conor McIntyre plays him absolutely brilliant. And I think he's really relishing the, the attention that this, as, as, as brought to him because he's completely different in real life so I think he's quite enjoying the whole playing out the bad guy routine because uh, he's so lovely yeah do you know something I, I bet all these soap characters are fabulous it's just it's a testament to how good they are um, in their roles because you know you do end up really kind of truly hating them in real life and then you've got to kind of pinch yourself and realise that you know it's, it's only a television programme I hate when people say that to me it's not it's my life it's make-believe, Joe. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, uh, just lastly with Corey, uh, we saw that Kathy found out that uh, Alex is, of course, her ex-husband's uh, love child. She's She was very unhappy about it, uh, went to send Alex back to live in Inverness with his mum, but had a kind of crisis of conscience last minute when she thought there was an accident. Um, how is this going to pan out? I mean, Roy has kind of openly admitted to uh, Tyrone that, that, you know, Kathy and nobody will ever live up to Haley, And that's true. But do you think he's just brought this wedding forward to kind of prove a point to, to Tyrone? Possibly, yeah. I mean, is is uh, Roy gets very overwhelmed by things, doesn't he? And I think Kathy and her chaotic life and family have really... Um, really but kind of put a spoke in the wheel of Roy's calm life now and uh, yeah I think he really does need the support of people like Tyrone and Fizz around him to try and study what's going on and I'm not sure he's going to get that and I do feel I, do, I feel sorry for Kathy as well because I think Kathy already knows that she will never live up to, to Haley either I mean who could I mean Haley was just the, the everything to everyone of course and you know she she still has many many friends on that street who will never forget her and uh, and yeah it's it's big shoes to fill but at the same time she does have responsibilities for alex as well and yeah i mean 
I think sending him up to live with his mother would be a very bad idea indeed, because uh, goodness knows what his mother is up to in Inverness right now, uh, all sorts, I assume. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really tricky one, and I hope Roy does find some sense of happiness in all this, but I think he's got a lot of things to work out that I'm not entirely sure he is going to work out before this wedding does come about. Okay, last but not least, EastEnders. Now, it's all hotting up with uh, the trial coming up for the murder of Paul Coker. And, you know, we saw last night that um, Ben is absolutely raging that Pam and his mum, Kathy, went off to meet the mother of uh, the boy who has, has actually murdered one, yeah. Paul. Um, it, it's it's It was really heartbreaking, actually, because you could see that this mother, you know, she hadn't she hadn't sort of badly brought up her boy um, and she was just a normal mum trying to protect her son. But at the same time, you know, justice has to be served here. And the fact that he's pleading not guilty is, is appalling. And Ben is raging. Yeah, this is the thing. And tonight there's going to be further developments in this as well. We do know that Pam and Les are leaving EastEnders. So fingers crossed that it isn't going to be under such a cloud that uh, these killers get away with it. And it is in these cases, as people know in real life, it is never that easy when people plead not guilty to something they're clearly guilty of. And uh, it does have to go to a trial. I mean, it's just absolutely horrendous for everyone involved. So who knows if Pam and uh, to a lesser extent Kathy have had the desired effect on 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 his mum but at the same time it's i can understand why pam wanted to do this this is mother to mother of course and you know trying to deal with the effects of what's happened to their kids and people they love very much and it is really heartbreaking but i'm glad eastenders did this as well it is it is something that did need to be shown and i think a lot of people would like to have that the 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 possibility of being able to confront the families of people and 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 you know they do kind of do this in different ways now officially after the events and not before like it's happening in these tenders right now and and it's 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 heartbreaking but i have to say that lynn blackley plays uh pam is absolutely amazing in this so fingers crossed that uh, pam does get the result that they need to move on with their lives but yeah i mean the whole thing has just been absolutely heartbreaking for everyone it really has. I just think that, that, you know, it's it's so kind of touch and go whether or not, you know, I mean, if this comes out, then, you know, these guys could actually get off with murdering Paul. They've taken a huge risk in going to meet the mother. This is the thing. And, you know, and they could prejudice the trial if it ever came out that this had happened. And, uh, and yeah, it is, it is so sad. And uh, it, there are parallels with David in Coronation Street, of course. You know, Pam obviously is not going to try and get some ultimate revenge against what, uh, with Paul's killers, of course. But at the same time, these are two people who are really looking to have some answers in their lives about what has, has happened to them. And they just have no idea where to turn. Yeah, very sad indeed. Well, well, we'll need to see what happens and how this plays out. Um, listen, what on earth is going on with Masood? I mean, I thought he was in Dubai. Yeah, he's coming and going and it's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? And Carmel supposed to be moving into his house and all the rest of it. And uh, this is another recent, there's loads of EastEnders departures at the moment, actually, because they've got a new producer now involved. So uh, obviously he's going to be putting his own mark on the show and uh, he's having a bit of a, a cast clear out, as they call it. And, uh, and Nitin Ganatra, who plays Masuda, said he's going as well. But how he's going to go, I'm not entirely sure yet, because he seems to not be going anywhere at the moment. So, yeah, interesting times.
It's just really weird because, you know, he, he turned up at the house last night with Carmel obviously moving her stuff in and he was really kind of like, what are you doing here? And you just think, well, you've rented your well, house you, out, mate. You've rented your house out, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really strange. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in, in EastEnders that... Uh, has been oh Jane Jane just lastly with Jane now she has been really kind of going through the mill recently she's in her wheelchair we saw her have a little accident with um you know in the pub and and with incontinence and stuff like that it's a real shame for Jane actually because she just cannot seem to to get herself out of of you know what's happened to her can she she can't get her head around it yeah, there's been some interesting uh, things related to disability on EastEnders recently. And uh, obviously Jane in her chair trying to recover from what uh, Bobby did to her is one aspect of it now. And EastEnders has been quite good about this. That we're actually seeing the reality of what life is like for somebody who is in a wheelchair and has reduced mobility and reduced uh, body function, of course. And, uh, and, 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 and Jane is really desperately trying to get out there and trying to live a life and it takes a lot of, kind of psychological kind of building oneself up to be able to do that and obviously when you then go to the Vic and you end up uh, having an accident like Jane did you know it, and it's such a shame and it's a real knockback to your own confidence and then we saw a couple of weeks ago of course with Kim which we think is a bit of a comedy storyline um, uh, talking about her driving and then it turns out that Kim regularly nicks um I've forgotten her name. My phone blank. Uh, Donna. Uh, sorry. Donna. 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 Yes, Donna. She nicks Donna's uh, disabled <laughs> badge for parking in spaces, but also uh, it revealed that she goes into disabled toilets and uses those uh, while other people are waiting to use them. And Donna gave her a right telling off for doing that. And these are things that aren't really dressed in soap anymore. And what's happened with these dentists recently is they've gone from all these crazy plots and things, really massive things happening and massive endings to each episode to kind of these really kind of um, serious discussions about very normal things and this is what's happening with Jane and with Donna and with Kim and all these types of people and it is really interesting to watch and uh, and I and I did have a look online after the whole Kim uh, versus Donna episode and there were loads of people saying how brilliant it was that these things were finally being discussed so yeah EastEnders looks like it's taking a bit of a different turn at the moment we're not quite sure what is happening with the show and what direction it's going to go in but it's going to be interesting to see now if uh, if EastEnders reflects a bit more of real life than it uh, than it might have done uh, before listen you have the contact you're the man in the know get me in there i could be their first blind character with a guide dog <laughs> i'm not sure your dog would behave itself that well my set. dog would be amazing on set <laughs> he is so well behaved um no definitely I'm, I'm a main a main character a main character not just a a guide dog walking by in the background uh i want to be a main character so if you could sort that out for me david i'd be very very grateful and what would your character do oh, i'd be somebody's love interest obviously who's um pick one okay i would say mick carter in which case you'd be one of the biggest villains eastenders had ever seen because nobody wants to see mick and linda split up so there you go jill coming into eastenders playing one of the greatest villains eastenders has ever seen and all the viewers will absolutely hate you how do you feel about that well, do you know something? It would get my name out there. There's no such thing as bad publicity. 
No such thing as bad publicity, David. That's all I can say to that. Get me in there as a love interest for Mick Carter. Let's make the calls. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, David. It's always fabulous catching up with you. And obviously, if anybody wants to get the current issue of Inside Soap magazine, the brand new copy is brilliant as always. Uh, if you want to take a look online, it's a fully accessible website. Have you got the web address? Yeah, I was just about to say, to talk about the Inside Soap Awards voting. And, uh, and of course, we don't have that anymore. So you don't have to listen to me ranting on about that anymore. But yeah, the website itself is still very much around and it is insidesoap.co.uk. It's a brilliant website. Go on and take a look. David, have a great week and we'll speak to you again next Friday. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.